Coming to you live from Mom's Basement Studios, this is the Quinn Spin. Hey now! And welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, to a brand new edition of the Quinn Spin, sponsored by Tuck Law Offices in the Valley Ledger, and brought to you right here every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern on WLVU, the sound of the underground. I'm your host, the Quinn as I mentioned, and we have the mind and many talents of Jason Hedrington coming at us on the show today. Jason sits down with me. Nice interview, nice long interview. It's actually the vast majority of the show we got on talking about so many things and very, very good conversation. You're going to enjoy this. A lot of insight into not only Jason's many, many projects, including Roy and the Secret People and the Gonzo Project, but just Life out here in the Lehigh Valley and on the scene, and not just the music scene, but the art scene in general. So, not wasting any time, let's get to the music, and then Jason joins us on the other side. Brand new one from Mo 7's Move is the track. Cool new sound that uh, Dave and Amy came up with here. And then Roy and the Secret People with Hungry. Jason, of course, plays on this, and then he joins us next. Hey, now. Make me shake my hips Make me bite my lips You got me moving all around Jumping up and down It sounds so smooth You really do Make me move All across this land People want to hear you Make me move Oh yeah, make me move You really know what to do To make me move You got the tools To lay the groove To make me move Lehigh Valley, 
Oct14 Publishing and Artist Management is a forward-thinking, creative agency providing entertainers with the connections and insight they need to succeed. Oct14 specializes in collaborative projects, including music, film, theater, and more. Call 347-733-3396 to learn more or get started today. i 
Hey now, we are back here on the Quinn Spin. You just heard Hungry from Roy and the Secret People. Before that, Move, the brand new one from Mo Sevens. But speaking of Roy and the Secret People, I have the keyboardist here, and he does a lot of other things as well around the valley. A couple things. Head Eye himself, Jason Hedrington. Thank you, yeah. Jason, for coming out and joining us today on this rainy Monday. Oh, thank you so much for having me and finding the time. I know I'm two busy guys juggling a lot of things. Yeah, it's, on, so. it's a small miracle this was able to happen, <laughs> but we made it happen. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it, absolutely. So I introduced you, uh, you know, partially, but I'm going to give you a chance to introduce yourself because I ask every guest of the show three standard questions, those right. being, who are you, what do you do, and why on earth would you want to come on the Quinn Spin on WLVU, the sound of the underground? <laughs> I, I have to remember uh, to throw that last part yeah, in yeah. now. Well, just like my old radio days, too, man. I, those uh, station IDs, I remember. Um, well, I'm Jason Eugene Richard Hedrington, uh, 20 years here in the Lehigh Valley. Uh, I was a Wisconsin transplant uh, musician right now, a uh, full-time musician and music teacher at the School of Rock. Uh, several projects going on musically. I know we'll get into all those. Roy and the Secret oh, yeah. People being the main one, uh, the keyboard player with that project. Uh, I got some solo stuff going on. Gonzo Project. Uh, Mike and I also doing some side projects sort of loosely called Roy and Secret People Acoustic or sometimes we just call it Mike and Jason. <laughs> we don't really have a name for it. We just kind of throw some stuff together. Participating in the Bastard Sons of Burt Sugarman, which at the moment looks like we are keeping that name. Or oh, you are? Or just the Bastard Sons, I think. Oh, okay. There's still some conversations going on mm -hmm. about that whole situation. Right, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, between playing and teaching, that's who I am and uh, what I do. And uh, being on the show, uh, again, just having you be a part of this whole large family and trying to support just not only my own art, of course, but this scene. We talked a little bit earlier about how it's all about getting this scene momentum so we create this sort of support group for everybody who's here so that we can be working musicians and working artists and uh and i just support what you do appreciate to be a that. part of it and just have everybody just kind of keep helping each other out so mm -hmm. I, and I appreciate the chance to talk about my art with you so of course i will take that chance well i appreciate you coming on and thank you for the kind words and it does take a scene yeah. to build a scene after all absolutely and so you're a bit of a renaissance man and you actually in that, addition yeah. to the musical projects just mm -hmm. uh dipped into the theater realm a little bit these past couple of weeks yeah so there's so many things that i'm doing that when you ask me what i do like you just had to remind me of a thing that I do that I forgot to mention. <laughs> Even though yeah. it just happened this weekend and last, uh, yeah. the Dictators for Dummies uh, yeah. original production over at Touchtone Theater. So just curious about your involvement in that project. Yeah. Talk about the project a little bit and the role you played, the yeah. overall message, and how it all came together. So first of all, just to step back and say being a part of Touchstone. So I've been in and out of Touchstone for also about 12, 13 years, I believe. I was just doing my bio for them. I think I've went back and figured out 13 years ago was my very first production. I've done uh, musical directing for them. I was an apprentice at one point uh, at the theater. I've also just played, uh, acted in some plays and just played keyboard in some other plays. Um, and at the moment, I'm a member of the house band. So Jacopa's Punch is the house band for Touchstone Theater. Um, I have the title of ensemble affiliate there. So I'm not one of the ensemble working theater members, but I'm an affiliate of the theater in, in an official capacity mm -hmm. as a member of that band and helping JP, uh, the creative director, do some musical directing with all the projects there. So that Jacopa's Punch Band, which did the big fundraiser at the Ice House. Which a was a ago. fun night. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, was that a fun night. night. That was great. And that's a band for those who 
have no idea what that's all about. It's a, uh, I forget, it's a nine or 10 piece band, but it's like uh, I play keyboards and accordion. We have a trumpet player, a trombone player, a clarinet and bass clarinet player, a bassoon There's player. There's a theremin in there. There's a theremin mm-hmm. and a percussion player and JP also singing and playing trumpet and guitar. So it's a real eclectic, multi-instrumentalist uh, band. Uh, everybody's singing too. So there's big like polyphonic spree sort of a situation. Oh, it's a, it's a party. <laughs> like you got you got to come out and see it. If you haven't yet, you have yeah. to come out and see J- Jacopo's Punch. One and the only you guys only play as Jacopo's Punch a couple times a year, right? Yeah, and in fact, um, tomorrow night we're having now that Dictators for Dummies is over. <clears throat> we're having a meeting uh, as a band to kind of plot the next phase, what we're going to do. We do have a Music Fest gig. We did get invited to Music oh, Fest. Oh, boy. So that's going to happen. It's going to blow the roof off. <clears throat> so we, there's still a little bit of momentum going and trying to decide what to do. Because then again, like you and I talking about the two of us being busy, imagine if you have a nine-piece band oh. and they all have their own lives. Yep, and so. different <laughs> projects and everything. Yeah, uh-huh. Because it's all creatives so, in that group. Yeah. Yep. So trying, we're plotting what the next course is going to be. But as far as Dictators for Dummies goes, so... Dictators for Dummies was going to be part of the next evolution of Jacopa's Punch, and that was going to be the house band for that production. uh, Strategically, it ended up getting whittled down to four members of the band. So we had uh, Chloe on clarinet and bass clarinet. Steven, who's the big multi-instrumentalist, he was on guitar, banjo, bass, trumpet, and trombone for the show. Wow. (laughs) And singing. (laughs) Uh, and then Eric on drums, myself on accordion and piano, a live on stage band uh, for the show. And then I was musical director for the show and uh, written by. So then also JP and Christopher Shore, who are in Jacopa's Punch, right. were mm-hmm. acting on stage mm-hmm. uh, as part of the production, as was Emma Ackerman, who was a member of Jacopa, is a member of Jacopa's Punch, was also an actor on stage. So even though they weren't playing, even people who were in Jacopo's Punch were still on stage right. acting, which took us down to two or three people that weren't in this particular production, mm-hmm. uh, but will be going forward. And uh, that just takes us to the production itself. Uh, I mean, long short, what happened was, um, I'll speak for Christopher, the playwright, and mm-hmm. the lead actor, only because he has talked about it so much and given his own interviews. So I've been there side by side with him, hearing him say these yeah. things. Uh-huh. So I, yeah, I feel yeah. okay speaking for him. Mm-hmm. But um, he, it started with he had a colleague in Hungary and they were having conversations about the politics over there and how there was sort of a dictatorial rise there. And he started paying attention to the world in general and just noticing what was it that allows dictators to rise to power. And he created what he called the dictator's playbook and came up with a list of things that you can use as a checklist to mark when dictators are rising to power. Mm-hmm. And from that, he took that checklist and decided, sort of began to evolve into making each checklist thing a song. So writing a song about that particular thing. Mm-hmm. And then that evolved into bringing Jacopo's Punch into it. And that evolved into him disappearing to a cabin for a week and just doing nothing but writing for 24-7. It just kept evolving and evolving and evolving. And that finally ended where, in where it is now, that just ended, with a telethon. So they decided that the format should be a telethon run by a dictator whose reason for having the telethon is to raise money for aspiring dictators and the tyrants of tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) So you're there, and the whole setup of the show as an audience member is you came to be part of an actual telethon. And so we were, I was part of the backing band, again, being the musical director, to have the interactive music, because then we're playing along with the dictator singing and dancing on stage. And then, um, so you're kind of learning about 
the historical aspects of each dictator because like we bring out Joseph Stalin. We bring out Muammar Gaddafi. Mm-hmm. We almost bring out Hussein, but there's a wacky thing that happens today and can't come out. We bring out Mussolini. Mm-hmm. We don't bring out Hitler because we did talk, uh, Christopher talked about how when you're dealing with this heavy subject matter, where do you draw the line? Right. You draw the line at Hitler. Yeah, yeah <laughs> pretty much. You don't, bring, you don't bring Hitler out on stage. Even if you're going to make fun of him, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to bring Hitler on stage. But yeah. we brought his mythical uh, son out. Little Timmy Hitler comes out to sing a song for us and speak about his uh, dictatorial views. Mm-hmm. And then, so the whole play evolves. We're learning from all these dictators. And in the end, a new dictator sort of rises from the ashes mm-hmm. of all the chaos that happens on stage. And that, in particular, to me, was the real interesting thing about the production, was that you're sort of learning all the warning signs of dictators. And there's a lot of real controversial stuff. Like the, the, the audience from night to night, there'd be cheers or boos or... Mm-hmm gasps or groans there's a lot of really mixed emotions coming from each audience was different each night too right but the main thing for me was in the end the lesson was this one character who sort of rises up to take care of all the mess on stage and people cheer this person who's rising to power but this person's the new dictator so even in this ironic way Mm -hmm. while they're cheering the destruction of uh, dictatorship audience is supporting a new dictator right so there was like really interesting issues like that that came up in this uh production that was uh very enlightening to me to watch audience reactions yeah that, that's a, that's quite a web that's weaved there yes, very, yeah that's <laughs> that that, that yeah. is that, and you know it, it speaks i think to the nuances of society and Absolutely. you know the i guess all the different components that kind of go into one thing leading to another, to another, to these situations happening. It's yeah. very, very intriguing. And I mean, art's supposed to make you uncomfortable, make you think, right? Absolutely. So there we go. <laughs> Absolutely. And then also just to sort of mark, it was interesting to be someone who has never shied away from political conversations for a long time. I've been involved in a lot of political stuff for many years to kind of watch the politics of the moment too. So mm-hmm. Certain things that I thought would be more controversial weren't that controversial because they're sort of maybe older subject material. But then some of the latest hot button stuff, mm-hmm. like of all the things, they would cheer when people get killed. They would cheer for some real nasty things. But then there was there's this one female character who on stage, and I guess we can spoil it now anyway because the show is over, but yeah. she's the one that rises up. Right. Mm-hmm. So part of her journey also is a, is a journey as a, a woman in modern society not getting any respect because nobody respects her because she's a woman. Mm-hmm. And why would there be a woman dictator? So she rises up and actually takes the power in the end. But along the way, there's sort of the setup of the male dictators like belittling the female dictator. Mm-hmm. And those were some of the moments that got the biggest gasps in the show. Like, cause that's kind of what's hot right now in society. Yeah, you, you right. know, we're, we're all, we're very worried about equality and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So to watch the audience be of all the things in the show, that was the thing they really, really didn't like was anytime the, there was any sort of negativity put towards the female character, but they cheered when people got murdered. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Murder. Okay. That's all right. The little woman. Oh, you can't have that. Into this. So, so again, but it's really interesting to, kind of observe a modern audience and like where mm-hmm. the thinking is right now with these right. controversial subjects mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and almost pointing out you know what could be perceived by some as a double standard too mm-hmm. yeah. you know like okay this is okay but that's not you know as we as we alluded to here like yeah. you know just you know all these things that aren't okay but some of them are i guess more acceptable than others in modern society just yeah. because that's just where we're at and that's yeah. just the general group think of the whole thing yeah there was definitely a fair amount of that. And there was also some mixed responses. There were times when you would literally hear a cheer, a groan, and a gasp 
all at the same time. Wow. So it was, it was, it was a, it was a fun show, but then it was also for me, it was, it was really fun and just really interesting and educational is what I'm looking for. It was very educational just mm-hmm. to sort of take a little observation of society yeah. for a moment from behind my piano on stage. Mm-hmm. And that maybe makes people, yeah. you know, look introspectively as well. Yeah. You know, oh, I, th- I think so because we also, the other really interesting thing about the production is on Friday and Saturday nights, we had the talkbacks. So you could stick around after the show, the cast would go change, come out, and we could talk about mm-hmm. the play itself. They could ask questions about the process and also about the politics of the show. So we did get a taste of that where people would talk about things that had changed their mind when they were sitting there watching the show. Mm-hmm. People who were leaving maybe more hopeful or even less hopeful, depending on what they saw <laughs> right, on the right, show. Right. And then people who were thankful for even just that message of, oh, here, here's the playbook. Thank you for educating me of these mm-hmm. things I will watch for in the world moving forward with my life. So yeah, yeah it was a whole lot of things wrapped up in that uh, little production, man. <laughs> yeah. I think it's interesting too. Cause like it's almost educating people without them realizing they're being educated, you know, absolutely. Yeah. As opposed to, yeah, I mean, you're on, you're, you're on, you're a social media guy. I'm a social media yeah. guy. We see all this direct like headbutting going mm-hmm. on constantly and it's not changing anyone's mind, but perhaps the way to do it is to do it without even having the other person realize that you're showing them. And again, a different that's side. one of the great, I think hopes of art in general. I mean, you, we can go out and just rock out and have fun. And there's just that very valid reason to go out and have a rock show. But there's also the opportunity in art and rock and roll to raise the audience up and to bring them in with the fun. Or like we said, with this play dictators for dummies, we're going to set it up as a laugh, but maybe behind that laugh and behind that art, you are accidentally being educated (laughs) (laughs) or having, like you said, like you said, like, or having your mind change and you realize, Oh, I just went to be entertained and now I'm thinking about the world in a whole different way. And I think that's the beautiful thing that art has the potential to do. Yeah. yeah. And Christopher's very a very sharp guy. Oh, I know gosh, him from Moravian. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. He was my theater director over Moravian. Oh, I so. didn't know that. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Perfect. So small world. So he's <laughs> yeah. a very sharp guy and always oh, thinking in that way, you know. So oh, yeah. I, I unfortunately because this month is so crazy for me, wasn't able to make it out to any of the showings, but yeah. I wish I, I I wish I did. Hopefully it comes back around yeah, again. Well I'll tell you on that note, uh, as a way of kind of transitioning into like the next phase, besides Jacopa's figuring out what we're gonna do next as a band, um, the next phase for this particular production is they're taking it to Poland. Um, there's some festivals that they've been accepted at and they've got, because Touchstone's done so much international work over the years, so they've got their connections in different places. So they've been working on the grant money and raising funds. And at this point, there's at least two shows they're going to do in Poland. Wow. One of them, while they're there, by the way, as a side project, there's some group over there is putting on a production of Pink Floyd, The Wall. And we're going to participate in a couple songs in that as well. Oh, cool. So that's kind of going on. So there's this backdrop of what's happened. And it's also, a, I don't want to say political group, but the group that's bringing us over um, is also minded in these sort of things that are going on, which is why they wanted this show that we're doing to be, it's one of the last two days of the festival. So we're not like the headliner, but the whole festival's building up to this moment where we're going to be there right. to show a European audience the Dictators for Dummies production and what our take as an American artists feel about things that happened in Europe. Mm-hmm. And so the actors are going, I'm going to go at the moment. It's looking, we're trying to find the funds for me to go as well. Maybe a couple other band members. So that's going to happen. So the production will continue in Europe. And then there was a lot of talk from the audiences, a lot of people trying to find ways to help us keep it going here as far as even, the, the interesting vibe that came from a lot of people in the talkback sessions was that it needed to be in high schools. A mm. lot of people were like, you need to bring this to the kids. 
Mm. And so we're like, I uh, hadn't thought about that, but okay. Yeah, we'll put that in the brain box and we'll, as we move forward, we'll send it to high schools and see who's interested. But yeah. a lot of people who saw the play definitely thought it should continue in some way to further educate people. So yeah, get them thinking while they're young yeah. too. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So there's, so there's a lot on the table right now, but the only absolute tangible thing we have coming up are these festivals in Poland in the summer that we will be taking the show to. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So that sounds like enough to keep anybody busy yeah. right there. That alone. And like, that's one of the dozen things I'm doing. I mean, I mean, that alone was longer than some interviews I have on this show. <laughs> Good night, everybody. We're out of time. No. Uh, so that plus all the music stuff. Yeah. Man, how do you keep it all together? <laughs> and um, you're a teacher, too. You know, like, yeah. how do you keep that all, like, in order? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I mentioned that. Yeah. But uh, day, almost daily now, uh, five days of the week, I'm teaching the young aspiring rock stars of tomorrow at the School of Rock Lehigh Valley, both locations, Allentown and uh, Easton, teaching and directing there. Um, I'll tell you what, the one main thing that allows me to do it, Google Calendar. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, even with the Google Calendar, there are times where I'll accidentally double book and like Dave from Gonzo Project will say, all right, man, we're confirmed for June 6th, Friday, whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll go to the calendar. Like, oh, no, I've got an RSP gig. And I'll still double book sometimes. So how do I do it? I, the best I can. It's it's hard. It's hard. If I didn't have that calendar that I can keep in my pocket for every time someone says, hey, man, can you, can you do a gig? I would, I don't know how to keep it together. Mm-hmm. Wow. Really yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I need to get better at that too. Uh, like time blocking. It's a, it's a challenge. Yeah, it really it's a, is. It's a real challenge. So, so basically it's, it's just, it's a, it's a building a puzzle. It's, it's taking that calendar and just continually plugging things in mm-hmm. and trying to find time to sleep. So, the, so the, the, the good thing, if there's another reason that I'm able to do it, real blessing in my life is that, um, about two years ago before I started at school of rock, I mean, I literally sat down, I had that moment we briefly talked about um, things you want for your life and think jobs that make you miserable. And when you have that vision of this is how my life should be. Mm-hmm. So I sat down, and actually prayed about it. I was like, you know what? I, I, this is what I want. Whatever you can do to put this in place for me. I, I, I'm going to, I cast it to the wind. And within two weeks, um, Dave came back and the Gonzo project started. I got the phone call from school of rock. All these things fell into place. The construction job I was working at the time ended like all these things magically just clicked into place all at once. And it has allowed me through the teaching, especially to have that foundation and then all the gigs that I don't have the day job. So I'm still I'm starving musician mode. I'm still kicking and scraping, but I'm making it work. And the sanity I have is that this is all happening at night. So I guess I I guess I'd be like having a second shift job. Right. So Mm. uh, if I had the day job and then was trying to do all this at night, I mean, I would never sleep and I would be dead. You burn out. (laughs) You completely burn out. So that's. That are that be the the two short answers are I make it work because I am now doing this full time and don't have to have a day job and I use Google Calendar. There we go. So any creatives out there, that's what you got to do. So. There it is. And also, and I would say on that note too, the to and any creative people out there, it's also all about making that jump. You mm-hmm. hear that over and over, like your heroes tell that to you, and it's such a fearful moment to take that jump. Oh God! And that's where I had that moment. Where I said, I actually sat yeah. down and prayed about it in the whole nine yards, and I just finally said, all right. I'm jumping. And then once I jumped, everything fell into place. Same, same for me. I mean, last summer and fall, like I was in a very rough place in my life, personally, Mm -hmm. professionally. And I wanted to see this grow, you know, like, cause this was, this was, this became my rock, if you will, you know, Lehigh Valley underground and every Quinn spin, everything surrounding it. And I'm just like, you know what? I just need to do it. 
and I did it, you know, and, you know, I pick yeah. up some contract work here and there, you know, doing yep. social media and it's press releases yeah. and what have you. And, ju- you know, that kind of pr- provides a little support. And now, you know, so, you know, some other streams, you know, we've been able to create, we make it work, you know, yeah. and but that's the thing is like, you just got to get to a point where you're either going to take the jump or you're going to stay where you are. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I decided months before I actually took the leap that staying where I was was not acceptable to me. Right. It just took other events going down that we talked about offline yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for yeah. me to finally be like, well, there's nothing stopping me now. So I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Yeah. And I'll tell you, this is I'm in the Lehigh Valley when I moved here from Wisconsin in the summer of 97. I mean, so I've been in the scene for just over 20 years and there's been a lot of back and forth. I was heavy in the scene and pulled out heavy and got a real job, got back in the music. So part of that that jump too. I mean, what made me think about this when you said you had this desire, you knew you wanted to do the Lehigh Valley Underground. You knew this was the thing that needed to happen. <clears throat> I've always known I'm supposed to be a musician and this is what I always wanted to do. But I was always kind of half butting it, you know, like mm-hmm. oh, I'll work some hours here. I'll do a little music here until you make that commitment to the vision that you have. Like you, you had a vision. I had a vision. But we both had to get to that moment where it's like, all right, I have to commit to the vision. And then things for us seem to be working out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and hopefully that's the way it works for everybody. But yeah. Well, I mean, but you got to stay on top of it and you have to just oh, continually, yeah. continually just it's a hustle pushing the envelope forward. Absolutely. Little by little, like there's no, there, there are no days off. You're constantly on call. Facebook Messenger yes. constantly blows up now. You yes. know, I, I was at launch this past weekend and still get messages and having to respond to things. Yes. And yeah. I didn't respond to nearly as many as I would have liked to <laughs> because yeah. I was at a conference. But like you just, yeah. you, you figure out over time how to piece it all together. Yeah. And you have to. And I'll tell you what, uh, on that note, there's one other piece. And I, I cheat on this piece a lot, but another piece of my personal puzzle is I've told everybody in my band lives and all my lives, again, I had to, like for dictators, there was no way I could do that show without breaking this rule. Mm-hmm. But I've, I keep Sundays sacred, meaning don't call me for a gig, a rehearsal, or nothing on Sunday. Like I, I, you have to have that one, whether it's a Sunday, it could be a Tuesday, whatever. But for me, I needed to have that one day of sanity where it's like I have one day that I can count on that I'm off. And then... The, uh, if you have a girlfriend, like there's that one committed day, like we have this day we can always look forward to. Mm-hmm. The rest of the week might be a lot of hodgepodge, sort of trying to find time here and there. Yeah. But to have that one day, that one eye in the hurricane <laughs> is also what has kept me sane. And again, like I said, there's been times where it's like, all right, it's got to give. Sorry, baby, but I, I need to work on this Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I hate doing it personally because yeah. I just need that one day. But that that'd be... Part three of the Jason Sanity is trying to have one day of a week <laughs> where I don't work. That's uh, that's the Jason method. Mm-hmm. Jason Hederhin joining us, the Renaissance man here in the Lehigh Valley. And we're going to talk about tonight after the show, yeah. right after the show, you're going to be joining Mike Roy and a bunch of your School of Rock uh, cohorts yes. for a special Music Monday with Mike. So tell us a little more about what people can expect over there on Facebook Live at 9 o'clock. Yeah, so first of all, uh, in short, uh, Mike's been doing this for a while. I think he's up to, this is number 41, I think. Yeah, I, right. I think 41, yeah. So um, I think it started as a fun thing he was doing. It kind of has evolved and I think it could continue to evolve uh, if he, you know, uh, well, it's up to him. It's what he wants to do. If yeah. it were me, I'd do it one way. But right. I, he, I think it could turn into a little more of a podcasty sort of interview thing. Yeah. Uh, right now, it's still a little bit more loose, but some interview sort of aspect. He'll bring guests on, talk like mm-hmm. what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. And we'll talk a little bit, play some music, talk a little bit, play some music, trade mm-hmm. some tunes back around. Um, so anybody who hasn't been a part of hashtag MMM, Music Mondays with Mike, 
Um, it's a talking to local artists uh, show that goes anywhere between a half hour and an hour, sort of in the Bastard Sons of Burt Sugarman mode where Carter and Mike wanted to support local singer-songwriters, so he has this show that he brings people on. Sometimes he does it solo, and again, I'm talking for Mike, but I know this because he's told me many times, but he started it as just a way to like be in touch with family. Like, hey, all you family down in Florida, here I am once a week. You can come and watch me do a couple songs. So I participated a few times on this uh, live on Facebook show. Tonight, it is the School of Rock Teachers. At the moment, uh, we actually, before I came over here, it might be evolving tonight into just the Sean Cav and Jason show. Oh, really? Uh, Jesse and Jenny might have to bail, but uh, Jesse Braun and uh, Jenny Fowens, who are also members of uh, Start Making Sense and Ruby Deer, um, are also fellow teachers at the School of Rock. So plan A was to have all four of us together talking about all the new shows that are coming up for this School of Rock season shows because we're all directors as well. Um, so whether it ends up being all four of us and Mike and Mike also being a teacher there. So all five of us who are teachers or if it's just me, Sean and Mike, but we'll be talking tonight about school of rock shows and I'll be playing some of my solo stuff. Sean will be playing some solo stuff. Sean and I will be playing together. That's sort of a preview of the thing we're doing mm -hmm. and Mike will be doing some songs. So that's the, uh, that's Mike in general and what we're doing specifically on MMM tonight. Mm -hmm. And then you and Mike getting together this Friday over yeah. at Comfort Suites Hill to Hill yeah, Grill. Let's, let's get the momentum going. What's going on? All right. So tonight with Mike. All right. Friday yeah. on Mike. Uh, <laughs> so you, I, I believe this is, you phoned up Mike. I don't know how this Yeah. So this happened. is, so, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Southside Arts and Music well, Festival. Well, you tell us what's going on. I'll tell you about my part in it. All right. I might as well, right? So <laughs> a good, good opportunity to plug the whole thing, too. So Southside Arts and Music Festival, Arts Quest and Lehigh Valley Underground are teaming up. They graciously approached us to... Help them book That's a free great. stage component consisting of all local artists. Similar, you know, in a similar vein as First Friday, you know. Yeah. Pretty much that's the idea. We're, go we're calling, you know, upon a lot of our First Friday venues to host these local musicians Friday and Saturday night. Yeah. And so you guys are playing over at the Comfort Suites Hill to Hill Grill yeah. as a trio. It's a great little room, by the way, too. If, if, if no one's been there, it's, a, it's got a great feel and a sound for live music, too. So it's oh, a yeah. great venue to come check us out. It really is. It's at 120 West 3rd Street, right across from the Banana Factory mm -hmm. and Perkins in South Bethlehem. And you guys are going to be playing from 6.30 to 8 this Friday, April 20th, as part of Southside Arts and Music Festival, presented by ArtsQuest and Lehigh Valley Underground. So what can we yeah. expect from yeah. you guys? Yeah, so, and two things on that. I think that also circles back to what we were talking about before, when mm -hmm. you're building a scene, building a scene, building a scene, and getting all this momentum going. It's uh, When I first heard about this and I saw the flyer, the Southside film or an arts festival, a music festival, that's exciting to me as well. That Again, that's part of this building process there's these sort of things starting to happen now. Now we're having festivals mm -hmm. supporting the local arts. And uh, so it's very encouraging just to have the thing uh, mm -hmm. at all. And a piggyback off of that real quick, I think it's also exciting that there are multiple organizations now yeah. with skin in that game. ArtsQuest, Southside Arts District, LVU, you yeah. know, through both of those, like you have Godfrey Daniels there, you have... Yeah. So many organizations, Banana Factory, which is yeah. you know an extension of ArtsQuest, but like you have so many organizations and those and all the businesses yeah. that can contribute to any vision on that side of town at any point in time. You know, and I think this is a a, a great point. It's sort of like we talk about with the music industry. Um, there's a business side to all of this where you have to see that there's some sort of viableness to it to make up a word um, before you put skin in the game, as you said. So there's those of us, we've known for years there's a scene here. We've known for years there's amazing music here. We've known for years there's really talented songwriters here. But now we're finally getting to that point where it's been building, 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 and people have been doing enough good things that the power players have taken notice. And now they want a piece of the game. Like all the people that you listed, they're like, all right, yeah, no, we'll, we'll get behind this now. You know, it's not just 
all of us hanging out at the Fun House, or even Godfrey Daniels, for that matter, uh, who supports as many national acts as local acts. But all these big names are finally saying, oh, yeah, there's something really special happening here. We better be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So that's also encouraging. To oh, see, absolutely. To see those names alone lets you know, okay, there's finally people are believing in the mm-hmm. scene on a larger level and sinking their money into it. And that's, uh, I think that's going to get us over the hump yeah, in a I, lot of ways. And w- I mean, there has to be a music economy. That's what. Yeah. That, that's the missing piece exactly. of the puzzle. That's yeah. what keeps everybody from just you know gigging for fun and being starving artists versus actually being able to yeah. take their game to the next level, whether it's here or going yeah. beyond the valley. Yeah. You know, and it's uh, we're we're very fortunate to be here at such an exciting time. Yeah. You well, know, absolutely. Like where all these, I mean, new events, new festivals, pop, new opportunities are popping up. Yeah. And you know, the people involved in the scene are you know taking the lead in creating a lot of those as yeah. well. You know, yeah. and you're really kind of seeing. The cream rise to the top in the sense of, you know, the people who really take their art seriously and what they do yeah. seriously, really having a chance to shine and creating those opportunities to shine yeah. as well. Yeah. And I'll tell you, what's really wonderful to hear you talk about, you know, this idea of you know the skin in the game and people taking notice and putting the investment into it. Um, there's a conversation I know because like we have our little Facebook groups, like little private groups, like with Royal Secret People and Acoustic Kitty Project and some of those players in the game that we're all connected and we'll have all sorts of different conversations about things that are going on and one of the great artistic debates is that idea of art for art's sake and there's this tortured artist dilemma where a lot of artists don't want to get into the business side of things right they don't want to self-promote right and there's that real problem a lot of us have, and i struggle with it mm-hmm. like i struggled with reaching out to you and be like oh let me let me grease the wheel here and like you know make some things happen because I think as artists in our pure state we just want to make the music and have it be accepted right and have people notice it and they do or they don't so that idea of self promoting yourself and getting involved in that sort of way you're talking mm-hmm. that's what it's going to take exactly so a lot of us got to get over ourselves <laughs> right I mean <laughs> I just can tell get you, out there you know? and, and I tell people that all the time you have to be the loudest voice in the room yeah you have to be especially in this age where yeah. everything's so. There's so much noise. There's Ash, so yes. much clutter yeah. on social media, yeah. and you know, That's a great point. Yeah, yeah you, you have to be the loudest voice in the room. We did that birthday show at Steel Stacks in January, yeah. and the only reason we had more than hundred person, a uh, hundred people show up to that birthday show was because I didn't shut up for two months. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> if I if I had just put it out there a couple times, we would have had ten people there. I would have known every single one of them. You yeah. have to be the loudest voice in the room. And yeah. not only was Lehigh Valley Underground the loudest voice in the room, but I recruited other voices. Yeah. I recruited the Valley Ledger, yeah. Lehigh Valley with love they both did giveaways for us Southside yeah. arts districts sold uh free beer coupons to chili fest which is coming yeah. up in a couple weeks if yeah. they bought their tickets during a flash happening. sale yeah. like it takes a village and it takes just you know relentless relentless promotion as a marketer i don't have a problem yeah. with that i have no shame but <laughs> <laughs> but you know for musicians and especially like because there's yeah. ho- this whole stigma around self-promotion and selling out yeah. But at yeah. the same time, it's this catch-22 where it's like, okay, you want to remain authentic, but at the same time, you want to succeed and do what you do every day and wake up knowing that's what you have to do. Absolutely. You know, like, I, the middle ground is, you know, you could still be authentic and speak in an authentic voice, but yeah. at the same time, you know, this stuff needs to get done, you know, so yeah. make sure, you know, when you're projecting that out there about yourself, that it is coming from the heart. It's yeah. authentic, if not Good a point, little yes. amplified, yeah. but... It's coming. It's the truest part about yourself because if if it's not authentic, people are going to find that out anyway. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. so whatever they'll, they'll listen to like three words you say and they'll just get the vibe. They're like, ah, nope. Yeah. What, <laughs> so whatever you're pumping up about yourself yeah. still has to come from a very real place, and it still can, and it can still come through in your music. It can still come yeah. through in everything that you do. You know, but 
it's just uh, yeah it's just that thing that people have to get over yeah. i think at this point especially in this digital age where everything yeah. self-promotion gotta get yeah. over it and on right there what you're just saying and it's also still got to be good you still got to work hard i mean there's oh yeah <laughs> there, there's there's the discussion i've had this recently too uh, in all the different art worlds i mean there's opinions on art and what's good and what's proper and what's high art and blah blah blah, blah. so we've all got an opinion but at this the bottom line is you got to promote and it's still got to be good. You can't just because there are some people who promote, 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 promote more than anybody. And they almost over promote to compensate for the fact that the product isn't as good. Um, so you got to be able to back it up as well. And one thing you're saying, it reminds me again of the radio days. Like it's a fact. I, I forget what the number is, but there's some scientific number they figured out from uh, radio research where you a, a listener has to hear again because of the din because of all the information they have to hear a commercial something like eight times before it registers mm -hmm. you know and finally like all right i've heard that eight times like well you know what maybe i should pay attention to this like mm -hmm. you have to you have to hammer it. you have to be that loudest voice in the room right and speaking of loud voices in the room watch this segue mike roy <laughs> <laughs> you were in radio <laughs> look at that <laughs> Uh, was you know one of the main reasons one of one of not the main one of the many reasons we uh, all work with uh, Mike and Mike's having so much success because he is such a great lead man has such a great lead voice very mm -hmm. powerful big voice so he's literally a big voice in the room and we will be working with him on this Friday so that was that whole thing look was, how we came full circle yeah. wow and See, that was I, like I a, didn't forget again that that could have been an interview in itself right there and we came full circle look yeah. At that. So that that started by saying what's happening this Friday, and yeah, what's happening this Friday is it'll be me, Mike, and Ed. So I believe it's the acoustic lineup. Uh -huh. um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know there's been some conversations of having acoustic bass, and maybe even Craig showing up on some percussion. Cajon but uh, yeah. it's, it's hard to get him on the percussion. Uh, he's he's a tried and true set drummer. Mm -hmm. um, so it'll be Roy and the Secret People acoustic doing acoustic versions of all the Roy and the Secret People tunes, mm -hmm. which is always nice. It's nice to hear, I think, from a audience standpoint but as the artist it's really interesting to take all those rock tunes and interpret them for me on just piano so you get to hear a whole different side to rsp and what we can do and then we tend to kind of pull things out of the air at these gigs too mm -hmm. so there'll be a lot of material uh old originals we don't do anymore mm -hmm. originals we've kind of been working on on the side but the full band isn't playing them yet mm -hmm crazy covers sometimes people will yell things out and we'll bring it up on the uh the ipad or whatever mm -hmm. and we'll play some fun stuff so yeah. it's definitely a different kind of rsp gig this friday very cool and it's one of 30 plus performances as part of the south side arts and music festival yeah. presented by arts quest and lee high valley underground yeah. and uh you have like delta ray infamous string dusters ceramic animal a lot of national touring acts on this yeah. lineup too uh, the free stages where we uh, locals are uh, kind of focusing on and you know, yeah. where the local acts are playing, but you also have a bunch of paid stages as well. So you can go to steelstacks.org, find out about it all, and yeah. see everyone else who's playing. And I'm going to play a few artists if there's time later in the show to uh, who are playing the uh, festival in addition to you guys who you just heard a little while ago. Yeah, and I would say to bring all these ideas in together, there's also a certain, dare I say, I will say it, duty that the uh, the audience has. If you are a lover of the local music scene um, and you want to see things like this, if you say to yourself, I've been watching this scene for years, and yes, I've always believed in the scene. I go to support my my friends. Come out. Um, this is the thing. If you mm -hmm. are if you really believe in building the scene, you have to support these sort of things. You have to show those power players that they can invest in an, uh, an event like this and put their money into it and throw a festival right here on the south side of Bethlehem, and the people will come. 
if you and this the, these are these real kind of uh, zeitgeist moments. If you don't show up, then those people the momentum starts to end, and people think, well, looked cool. Maybe the people don't care. No one's coming and spending money, so we're not going to do it again. So you you got to come. You you have to. You have a duty as a lover of art and local music to come out and support things like this. You absolutely need to show up. And you have two chances this weekend: Friday and Saturday night. Different lineups each night. So I I don't like to be the judgmental type, but that's that's one of those times where I will draw a line and say, "You must do this. (laughs) You have to. It is your duty. Your solemn duty. Rise up." So, and then after that, the following night, you're going to yeah. be over in Hellertown at Lost Tavern Brewing as part of Gonzo Project. Yes. And completely different project, by the way. Yes. So, tell us a little <laughs> bit about that and kind of the variance between that and RSP. Yeah. So, first, Lost Tavern there on Main Street in Hellertown, one of my new favorite places to play. Uh, just a really good vibe in there. It's a it's a brew house, so they make their own brews there. Um the room sounds pretty good, and they have food trucks on site, so they don't have their own kitchen, but they bring in food trucks. So there's just a really, really cool vibe happening at this place. It's a kind of an up-and-coming, really nice new It venue. is, yeah, yeah. I saw I saw Billy Bauer Band there a yeah. few weeks ago. It was really nice. And they're also doing brunches now, too, so you can see the live music at night and also do a Sunday brunch. So great venue that uh, I would love for you all to support in general. Um, but then as far as Gonzo Project, so Gonzo Project, you might not know this part. Um, so Gonzo Project actually goes back about 13, 14 years. So Dave Johnson, the bass player, and I, we were at that point playing in the Insidious Rays together. And with Johnny, who was playing drums in the Insidious Rays, and for those not in the know, Johnny, who's also our local David Byrne, <laughs> in, uh, well, the leader of Start Making Sense. Um, and... As part of that era, the three of us were in the Insidious Rays and also in the Skonsentucky Ufta Boys, and we just had sort of a desire to do something a little different. We all were jazz heads and jazz fusion heads, so we just wanted to have a little side project where we could do our own thing outside of the Rays because the Rays at that point kept us very busy. Mm-hmm. Like that was like that was that all-in moment where you are putting all your eggs in one basket. You're touring, you're recording, boom, you got one project in your life. But we needed a little outlet from that. Um, that lasted a few years. Dave moved to Brooklyn. Everybody kind of went separate ways. The Rays broke up. Um, and then two years ago, like I mentioned earlier, that moment of diving in where I made the leap of faith and magically right at that moment, Dave moved back from Brooklyn and called me up and said, Hey, uh, we want to get the Gonzo project going again. John was too busy. Of course, we shopped around for drummers, ended up with Zach Martin, who is also a Moravian uh, university grad. Mm -hmm. All you, all you Moravian boys. Yeah. Yeah. We're floating around here. And he's also right now playing in the band and, and uh, at the same time driving down to Temple. He's going to like grad school for <sighs> drums and jazz and music at Temple. So he's a uh, nicest. I love calling him a kid. He's not a kid, but when you get to be in your 40s like me, everybody's a kid now. But uh, <laughs> nicest kid you'll ever meet, that Zach Martin. And a hard worker uh, trying to find time to... to there's a guy to have an interview with about how do you make it all happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the three of us... Um, Zach made the grade. He got the audition between uh, me and Dave. And so the Gonzo Project kind of started as jazz-oriented, but immediately kind of branched out into jazz fusion because that was kind of where we... That's kind of where we live is in the jazz fusion realm. Mm -hmm. But then, as I called it way back in the day, uh, I call it the jazzification (laughs) of rock tunes. Uh We'll do some Neil Young, Mm -hmm. but then do it in a sort of jazz rock fusion everything's very rock based in the Gonzo project Mm -hmm. we will once in a while ease back and do a standard like night and day by cole porter 
and do that traditional jazz style uh, just to kind of mix it up. So Gonzo Project, the concept of Gonzo came from Hunter S. Thompson. So the whole idea is, was to have just that bleh, throw it all against the wall, yep. do whatever the mm-hmm. F all you want and just do it. Just go for it. No rules. So that sort of spirit infuses all of the music, whether we do a raging version of Neil Young or whether we bring in some Frank Zappa. We do a lot of Prince covers. Um, there's a handful of originals, but basically we pride ourselves on what we believe is the most eclectic set list in the mm-hmm. entire Lehigh Valley. Everything fits when everything fits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like I said, I mean, we'll, go, we'll go from Miles Davis and Cole Porter to uh, like Jan Hammer and Jeff Beck Jazz Fusion to Neil Young and Prince mm-hmm. and then the Frank Zappa. And then do like then even like battles like we do as far as Prince goes we do a sort of a fusion of the Prince version the Sinead O'Connor version and the Chris Cornell version of Nothing Compares to You uh-huh. so uh, it's quite it's something to be reckoned with and I'll tell you um, I feel pretty good about my abilities but there are days where I feel like I am doing my best to hang on for the ride because. I can't speak enough about my uh, bandmates in that band. Dave Johnson, just a huge heavyweight on the bass. Zach Martin, a huge jazz heavyweight. And there are times where when we take that jam out, where we get so off the, like in a wonderful way off the page that, you know, that one, two, three, four, one, two gets totally lost. Mm-hmm. And like, you're just kind of hanging on to this jalopy for the ride. And it's a, it's a musical adventure in the Gonzo Project. And I actually feel, I feel very blessed to be a part of that band and working with those two uh, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. It's something something uh, you got to experience it. <laughs> oh yeah, you got to hear it to uh, really appreciate what's going on in that band. Oh yeah, I, I, I caught it uh, last winter. I think at American Spirits or in Jamageddon. Ah, there you go. And that yeah, was yeah. yeah it was it, it's it's unique. Yeah, unique yeah. and just very uh, as you said eclectic and something that you're not going to see everywhere. So if you get the chance yeah. to see Gon- Gonzo Project, you guys are at the Funhouse pretty often too, right? Yeah, right. And yeah. we need to make uh, that phone call again. The Funhouse goes through all these really interesting uh, cycles where you'll play hot and heavy for a while, and then you won't for a minute. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I know the Funhouse is going through a lot of changes—not changes, changes—but I know like uh, like uh, my friend Dion, the the son, is doing a lot of work there. There's a lot of renovations going on, so there's there's a little bit of like spirit of change there. So you got to really keep on top of them to get the gigs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we haven't played there in a while, but yeah, as a rule, we do the monthly thing at the Funhouse. But now we're doing. Pretty much monthly at Porter's, Pearly Baker's, Lost Tavern, mm-hmm. uh, Funhouse when we can. Uh, we were doing the hijinks over in Allentown for a bit. Haven't done that one in a while, but yeah, trying to keep busy. And uh, that's, it's sort of a, it's a sanity gig for me in that we created it for two equal reasons. And that was to be professional musicians and make money. Mm-hmm. So we knew we could get these gigs as a trio and walk out of there with a hundred bucks in our pocket. You know, you split three hundred three ways. Yep. So it's a money gig and it's also a sanity gig in that it allows us to really just let loose. Mm-hmm. So where I have like the rock thing with Ruin the Secret People, or I have the singer songwriter thing that I do and me and Cav do and me and Mike do on the side and the Bastard Sons. So there's that format. The Gonzo Project lets me just throw everything against the wall and do all my and tweak on the Moog, get up there and just make absolute nonsense silence on the Moog and, <laughs> and get, get my Keith Emerson on for a minute, mm-hmm. you know, yep, and, yep, and yep. make all the crazy sounds. So it also keeps me as a musician very mentally sane because it allows me to just let loose and do whatever just I want. Just kind of disappear behind the keys. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody in that band is sort of in that spirit of just yeah. like, let's just... We're not trying to make this band do anything except be right here in the Lehigh Valley and have some fun. Mm-hmm. So there's no aspirations of 
recording albums and going on tour. We're just going to do whatever we want in this moment at this time in this band. And it, uh, yeah, it helps keep me sane. <laughs> well, everybody needs that thing, right? So Absolutely. real quick, uh, we're running a little short on time here, but sure. just want to touch on a couple of things. So the following weekend on April 28th, you got a busy day. First, yeah. uh, your film debut. Yes. Over at uh, Northampton, Northampton Community College, A Mile in Our Shoes. And then later that night, you're going to be wrapping up your 20-year retrospective series yeah. at Blend in Bath alongside Sean Cav. So tell yeah. us real quick about those couple things uh, right. before we... So, uh, yeah, to go as quick as I can. Uh, so the film project, uh, long story short there, my uh, good friend and actually my Lakota mentor, um, Terry Craig, uh, we met through Occupy Wall Street many years ago, found out that we were had some likes and similarities uh he took me on as a student um and then we did some gigs together um and so he has this thing called the disabled hiker so he had uh, sort of a tragic situation in an operation that went wrong years and years and years ago uh developed what's called crps which is a very rare sort of nerve uh disease um where all of a sudden just your nerves start firing for no reason just like all the pain receptors just fire Oof. so and there's a so he's part of these online groups that um uh kind of support each other with this particular condition and he's also part of the u.s pain foundation so in a larger group sense instead of just that specific group but he's also as a again just out of interest and from his lakota background he was an avid hiker and an avid outdoors person so when this condition hit he didn't want to lose that so he actually has been working for many years developing gear specific for disabled people uh doing reviews for different companies that say that hey well i want you to try this i think this will work for disabled people so this film is the culmination of something he's been doing for many years as the disabled hyper uh, disabled hiker group um, where it's a documentary of people hiking in the woods with disabilities, whether it's physical or we had there was one lady who was a deaf lady. Um, just documenting what they go through in their lives, how they still try to be active people with disabilities, how they can get out into the mountains. We were hiking up in the Poconos. So. It's uh, I got to be on the camera crew and I was the interview guy for that. So from my radio experience, Terry's like, hey, man, can you be the guy who does the behind the camera interviews? So I did all the interviews, did some film work, which was fun being out in the woods uh, with a camera. And then uh, Terry took all the stuff home, made a documentary movie out of it. And at what you mentioned there next weekend on Saturday, that's when the film will be de de debuted. Uh, he's sending out to a bunch of festivals as well, um, and then there'll be also a talk back afterwards. So you can watch the film and then talk to the filmmakers and the people who start, I say start in it, the, the people who are the focus of the documentary. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's going to be a really interesting uh, mm -hmm. opportunity for people next Saturday, and I'm definitely jazzed about it. It's, it's going to be a first for me, being part of a film mm -hmm. crew. That's 1 to 4 p.m. next Saturday, April 28th, yeah. at Northampton Community College's Lipkin Theater. Yeah. So my, my film, on top of everything else, my film debut. Yeah, you get into film <laughs> As a now. filmmaker. Yeah. <laughs> True Renaissance Man. And then wrapping up your 20-year retrospective series, yeah. five-part series over at Blend yeah. and Bath at 8 p.m. that night. Yeah. So th the interesting full circle thing here is I was actually just talking to, uh, was I talking to my girlfriend about it, Megan? Or was I talking to Cav? But uh, it just popped up in my Facebook memories. There was a year ago yesterday that Sean Cav and I worked together for the first time when he called me up to be in the Impulse Trio, which is that straight, I don't know if you've ever seen them, but it's a 100% improv group. You show up, no charts, no songs. You just hit the stage. He goes, all right, follow me, and you just go. Um, and we did that at The Blend. So that allowed me to meet the proprietress, uh, Jennifer Bertram, uh, the owner of Blend. Wonderful uh, lady. 
uh, very motivated as well to support the arts and build this uh, venue she has. It's a great venue if you haven't been up there. And I hear not, it's great, yeah. Oh, it's mm-hmm. definitely great. And she actually renovated it so it's like a seating that's built along the wall. It's it's made to be a live venue now, but it's also a coffee house. Uh, so it's a BYB sort of thing. They have drinks and snacks and all that. Um, but she also, I contacted her about doing a gig. It went really well. And I just, again, had that moment where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go for this here. And I said, you know what? I've got this thing I've been thinking about. And I first thought about it because at last year's LVMAs, they did the 20 year. Th- uh, uh-huh. so there's that, that. Yeah, the 20 year th- recognition. Th- th- yep. They, they mm-hmm. give people. I was like, you know what? I did the math. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I've been doing this for 20 years. So I actually contacted them to let them know, like, hey, if you want to put me on the list for whatever, um, I've been here 20 years. Here's my resume. Um, and so it got me to thinking maybe they might contact me. So I thought about doing this 20 year series leading up to the LVMAs. Well, I didn't get that invite for the LVMAs, but I went ahead with the series anyway. So mm-hmm. I contacted Jen and said, can I just kind of do like an artist in residency thing there? I'll do one gig a month, once a month. Uh, I'm going to cover my entire 20-year career here in the Valley. I had a career before that, but it's like my Le- my Lehigh Valley 20-year career. And then each gig was a certain era in time. Uh, there was like my first band here, Emergent Evolution, which was a prog rock jam band. So I did all the music from that era. Then like the next era with the Insidious Rays and the Ufta Boys and Kef. Then the next era were my corporate era. I called it the lost years. <laughs> <laughs> then there was my Tamaqua, Schuylkill County, Wandering Root, Vogelsville, uh, UFO years, I call them. Mm-hmm. And that was the last gig. And so this gig now is all of the, the current material. It's everything that I've been working on for the last couple years. And like I was saying, the sort of uh, neat thing is that a year ago was when Cav and I first had the first gig at Bland. So now we're coming full circle and he's going to join me because with this being the part five of the 20 year career marking the latest stuff and the new music going forward. Um, it's going to be the show where I kind of tease the era to come as well. Ah. And the era to come is that, uh, I'm having auditions, uh, to, for drummers and guitar players right now. Cav is on board to be the bass player. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be my solo project that I've wanted to have. I, like that same thing we've been talking, this whole theme of this whole interview mm-hmm. with, making the leap and knowing what you have to do and all that sort of stuff. So this is me finally, after all these years saying, you know what? I need to lead a band with my music. And Cav was like, yeah, let's do it. So he was right on board. Um, and things fell into place with him. We're also now renting a rehearsal space together in Allentown. Oh, cool. Um, so he's got charts and demos and he's been learning some of the songs. So he's going to join me for some of those at the blend gig. Uh, we're hoping actually to debut a couple of those tonight on music Mondays, with Mike. Oh, ah, okay. So that's yeah. going to happen tonight as mm-hmm. well. And then, uh, yeah, at that gig, that's going to be sort of a, uh, a, a fulcrum transitional sort of gig where it's going to, you know, honor the music of this past era of my life and then what's going to happen uh, moving forward. And there are a couple of people that we've talked to to be a part of this project. Uh, it would be irresponsible to mention them on air because we haven't had the audition or the official shaking of hands, but right. uh, we've got a couple guys in mind who uh, have shown interest. So, Moving forward with a new project, uh, so far working title, Head Eye. Very cool. <laughs> well, another th- another thing to kind of throw into the pot of everything another that you do. Another thing to throw on yep. the cake. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jason, thank you so much. Jason Hedrington, uh, Renaissance man extraordinaire here yeah. in the Lehigh Valley. Where can people uh, follow you online to find out a little more? Yeah, and first of all, uh, and thank you for having me again. Oh, of course. And, and yeah. I, the, the thing I really like about this is, you know, you, you do, we all do interviews and little off things and to, to have a chance to actually sit down for a while and like 
let our minds wander like a, in a one-on-one interview like this is mm-hmm. a real blessing as well. I really appreciate the chance. I like this style of interview. So I love what you're doing. Thanks. Please don't stop. Not that you would. Oh, we're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're here. Yeah. We're here to stay. And so <laughs> um, to answer your question, the first, the embarrassing answer is that part of this next phase, I've been developing a website, so I don't have the jasonofficial.com yet. Uh, that's in production. So right now, I'm that guy who gets to say, the best way to find me is on Facebook, Jason E. Hedrington. That's Jason E. Hedrington, H-E-D-R-I-N-G-T-O-N. Go to Facebook. Uh, that's pretty much where I do what I do these days. That's my social media center. Um, yeah, that is the best. That's the best place to find me. As a, I don't know why I feel embarrassed about that, but I do. And as a professional, I feel embarrassed. I don't have a website. I'm telling you to go to Facebook, but there it is. Go to Facebook. Well, who's got time to build a website when you're out doing all this exactly. stuff? Exactly. You know, I mean, there, there, I covered for you. So, but also I'll stay tuned because I'm sure as you come out with these things and develop yeah. them, that you'll send them our way as well. But of course, you'll, right. be, you'll be the first. You'll be right there on that first wave of uh, getting the demo. Oh, oh, thanks. Thanks. So Jason Hedrington performing among many other places this Friday at the Southside Arts and Music Festival. Yeah. Comfort Suites Hill to Hill Grill alongside Roy and the Secret People. 6.38 p.m. Friday, April 20th. Going to play a couple artists also playing first Friday. Chelsea Lynn Meyer, her new single, Hangover. She's playing at Molly's Irish Grill and Sports Pub Friday night right around 6 o'clock. And then Acoustic Kitty Project Saturday night to close out. And then we'll be back to wrap it up. Acoustic Kitty Project is going to be a comfort suites. Mm-hmm. The night after you guys, Saturday, nice. April 21st, also 6.30 to 8. That's a heck of a one-two punch. That's good. Oh, yeah. And it's here for you on the Quinn Spin. I'll be back. Hey, now. Thanks, man.
The Quinn Spin is sponsored by the Valley Ledger. For news, events, and more in the Lehigh Valley, visit thevalleyledger.com. Hey folks, we want to thank you for coming out tonight. Uh, you all drive safe and make sure you take care of your bartenders and your waitresses because they are doing the hardest job in the world. You can check us out at acoustickittyproject.com. We got one more tune for you. Just me and the bar flies buzzing like the neon signs in the window. They say, hot wings, cold beer. How the hell did I end up here, you know? This ain't the way it's supposed to turn out in the song. The bartender's flipping up the stools and I'm up on stage trying to keep my cool. There's an asshole in the back bin yelling free bird all night long. It ain't Saturday night no more They turned on the big lights And opened up the double door Take whatever is left of your heart Off the bottom floor It ain't Saturday night no more Grinding my gears Spinning these wheels And making some deals How many more dues Do I have to pay The drunk chicks Want to hear Margaritaville I hope their tips Are gonna cover my bill Are you sure Willie Nelson Started out this way It ain't Saturday night No more They turned on
It might not be Saturday night no more, but it will be Saturday night this Saturday night, April 21st, at Comfort Suites Hill to Hill Grill when Acoustic Kitty Project plays that song and probably some others from the album bearing the same name as part of the Southside Arts and Music Festival. Free stage lineup presented by Lehigh Valley Underground. Before that, also playing on Southside Arts and Music Festival's free stage lineup presented by Lehigh Valley Underground, Chelsea Lynn Meyer. You have 10 artists, including those two and including Roy and the Secret People, who you heard before. Across five venues over two nights in South Bethlehem, April 20th and 21st. Full details at steelstacks.org and lehighvalleyunderground.com. Plenty more where that came from. Of course, tomorrow, by the way, Neil Grover's album, EP, I should say, Whoa, comes out. And we're going to replay that episode that he was on, Neil Grover Day, tomorrow night at 7 p.m. You're going to hear the whole EP and also some more of Neil's selections. Southside Arts and Music Festival, as I mentioned, April 20th and 21st, taking place in South Bethlehem. Then the following week, you have Spring on the Southside Chili Fest, Saturday, April 28th. Passports still available for $10, Chili Passports, but they are going fast. Get yours now. And then come over to Godfrey Daniels later that evening for Come Together 2018, featuring Not for Coltrane, Dina Hall, Dave Fry, Pentley Holmes, Alyssa Allen, and more in a benefit for No Place for Hate. Then... First Friday, May 4th, downtown in South Bethlehem. Groove Merchant's going to be at Godfrey Daniels. We're going to have the Lionhearted and Widow's Work over Color Me Mine. Plenty more announcements still to come. You can find the Quinn Spin on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Two ends in Quinn, two ends in Spin. Lehigh Valley Underground on all three of those, as well as YouTube and at lehighvalleyunderground.com, our central hub. WLVU, the sound of the underground on Facebook, on Twitter, at WLVU Radio, and, of course, at Lehigh Valley Underground dot com slash WLVU. Also, you can go to lehighvalleyunderground.bigcartel.com, good friends of the show, for all of your coin spin and LVU merchandise needs. Tuesday Night Vinyl taking place tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern, The Balcony Show, 8 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday. Moments with Emily Noel, 9 p.m. Eastern Wednesday, Tape Swap Radio, Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. The shows we watch after that at 8 p.m. Eastern, then now whenever at 9 p.m. Eastern. And that's all of the new programming this week, Stone Soup Tales also joining us on Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, to close out your weekend. That does it for me. Grab some muffins on your way out. I said grab some muffins. I meant grab some muffins. Yeah. See you next week. Hey, now. Don't come between me and muffins, cause it's the only thing I be loving. Gotta have them in a baker's dozen, and cousin, all other breads just mean nothing. Who wants a muffin? Gotta get a muffin. Fuck all the stuffing, it's all about the muffin. You wanna get some muffin? Get a McMuffin, then she'll be buffing all of your muffins. Who wants a muffin? Gotta get a muffin. Fuck all the stuffing, it's all about the muffin. You wanna get some muffin? Get a McMuffin, then she'll be buffing all of your muffins. Without a homemade treat A blueberry muffin Really juicy and sweet I eat 15 muffins In a row every day Then I throw them all up To make the pain go away My grandma makes them Every time that I visit I never go home Cause I know that I'm missing She has a secret recipe Years ago that she found I'm a freeload off Until she's dead in the ground who wants a muffin? Gotta get a muffin. Fuck all the stuffing. It's all about the muffin. You wanna get some muffin? Get her McMuffin. Then she'll be buffing all of your muffins. Who wants a muffin? Gotta get a muffin. Fuck all the stuffing. It's all about the muffin. You wanna get some muffin? Get her McMuffin. Then she'll be buffing all of your muffins. Hey now, 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 hey now. Hey now, hey now, hey now.
Hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now, stop. Quintus News.